Um, the chants that we are going to recite, they are um, for the purpose of uh, recollecting in the mind a certain meaning which is based on the words that we recite, uh, which are the chants themselves. First, we start by reciting a prayer that includes taking refuge and developing the altruistic mind of enlightenment, that's called the bodhicitta. First, when uh, we say refuge, yeah, for someone who has not heard that word refuge, it might sound a bit strange. But in any case, the word also includes the meaning of what we're doing because we are taking refuge in mainly when we take refuge, we take in the three jewels, but the main refuge that we are taking on is on uh, the Dharma, which are the teachings of the path. And then we take also refuge in the teacher who has shown this uh, Dharma of the path to us, who is the Buddha Shakyamuni. And also on the Sangha, who is the community of uh, people who practice and also can help <coughs> us to walk along the path. Mm-hmm. When we talk about refuge, that means to say that we are taking refuge from something and we are getting protection from something. That protection that we are getting is from our own conflicting or negative emotions and the suffering that these emotions cause in our minds. And so, by taking protection, we develop a sense of peace. We are taking refuge then mainly in the Dharma and also in the teacher who is Buddha and also the Sangha who are the helpers. There are ten meanings to that word, uh, the Sanskrit word Dharma. But we're not going to explain them all now. Otherwise the whole retreat will go in this explanation. But in brief, Dharma can be subsumed in two meanings. One is the, the Dharma that is being taught, and the other one is the Dharma of realization. The first one is the Dharma that is being taught, the teachings of the Dharma as you receive them. And the other one is, based on these teachings, 
once you integrate it with the, with your being and you have that direct experience or realization that is the dharma that has been realized so dharma of teachings and dharma of realization yo sanje ge ne chete ja ma so soar menjur sungu ne soar de kal soar na to be chete soar es when buddha said i have not taught the dharma i am not teaching the dharma and i will not teach the dharma he was referring to the dharma of realization ina yo chete bomo chete chete soar However, he did teach 84,000 topics of the Dharma. This belonged to the teaching Dharma. The Dharma is the religion of the Dharma. When we say Dharma, then we could, we could, we could say that it is a religion. Uh, it's not really a religion, although we could say it is a religion. But mainly Dharma is something that is in all phenomena. That is... Uh, that is something that applies to all phenomena actually i can see dharma in in many different professions and i can see dharma is in artist i can see dharma is in the cook cooking and also i can see dharma who are doing golf playing also musician uh, dancers everything that come down photographers at the end of the peak of the whatever you do there is a single night almost not the object what you do the doer the technique is almost one but it's not coming into the one pot but it's the one but it's separate so those who are playing the golf i used to play golf no sorry <laughs> i interview the, the golf people the best part of the golf is that you know you have to be the do you become the good golfer or bad golfer is in the state of mind that how you being when the golf when you play so you you cannot really look for the the target but you also look you cannot focus completely and but you cannot hold the stick too tight but at the same time when you hit you have to be open if you hit with a goal oriented your saddle muscle is tight and you hit on the grass and whole grass you follow so there there is a the last there is yes and no and so kind kind of like a nimetoji almost like a non-dual state so the, the dharma comes very close the teaching of the meditation comes very close there also same when you uh, play a musician so almost you play the music and when you feel so much sorrow so much uh, like a sadness but within the sadness you sort of enjoy when you enjoy it there's almost not like a subject and object the singer uh, where you sing and who you is almost like the same and you you do and also the realization dharma is very close there the dancer also same the best dance is like when you move dance all this thing it almost there's an audience you and dancing moving body is almost like a unity if the best dancer oh someone watching me how do i dance oh yeah i should move this way oh this is wrong then you thinking oh, hope in fear and at the same time you are grasping attached you're not good dancer so the whole buddhist teaching the the, the enlightened 
the reality of Buddha teaching in, in everything. So Dharma is in the nature, in the nature of everything, and it has to be taken as an integral concept in the sense that it is the nature of everything. And we, I, as the teacher of the Dharma, then the Dharma is being the natural state of all things, then that which has to be realized, or is also Dharma, if these are taken separately, then uh, one will never achieve enlightenment. Taking refuge in the Dharma means I will practice the Dharma. If our purpose is to realize our true nature, that means our innate Buddhahood, then why is it that we take refuge in the Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, and we don't take refuge in trees or rocks? The reason for that is that we are taking refuge in something that um, goes along with the with the purpose or the objective of taking that refuge. If we are taking refuge in something that has nothing to do with our main objective, then we do not be influenced by that object of refuge. So I think this morning you took refuge from breakfast and it's protected from hunger and you took refuge from breakfast. And you took refuge from water, tree, clothes, <coughs> everything, every day you're taking. But food will give you hunger satisfied kind of refuge, not for enlightenment. So in this case, we are taking refuge because our purpose is becoming enlightened. Enlightenment is congenial, it has to do with Buddha Dharma Sangha. If we the whole, not key, whole key point is we have to have some kind of Force. Understand? In the food, there's some force energy can keep your body healthy. But in the mind, you understand the key point of how thought and emotion, how to liberate. We have to have another kind of uh, force, especially in the Dharma. So through that, it can be. Uh, because we. Because uh, Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha have that force, have that power towards enlightenment, then also we are able to realize and understand the Dharma. Uh-huh. 
And the style of taking refuge is that we start by taking refuge in this outer refuge of Buddha Dharma Sangha, whereby then we can realize our innate Buddha Dharma Sangha nature, which is the Buddha nature. For that realization and for the purpose of having that realization, we first rely on this outer refuge. After this, then in page three, there is a special prayer of Bodhicitta. So we do that prayer with the purpose uh, of engendering in our minds that precious altruistic attitude of Bodhicitta. Um, the reason why we develop bodhicitta is because we are uh, correcting our motivation. As you may recall yesterday, we mentioned that there was one point in the way of listening to the teachings which was having the wrong motivation that we had to avoid. Then in order to purify that wrong motivation that might be influenced by the negative emotions and the poisons and so forth, then we develop the bodhicitta, this altruistic attitude, and purify in that way our intention. I think this you have to train by a little bit artificial, but it's good artificial. So you should not feel guilty about this. The real bodhicitta, loving kindness, compassion is very difficult, but it will come slowly when you to practice. But this is kind of a changing mind that you're sort of pretending, and you're sort of like a, thinking that, okay, I will practice this way. So it's training the mind, because otherwise the whole Dharma point will become very selfish. And the selfish could be very intelligent selfish, which is good, but you know, it's very difficult to upgrade in the future if you have this kind of habit. Like Dalai Lama used to say, like, uh, we are practicing intelligent, happy. So, if at the beginning we don't set out the right motivation, then uh, it will take, uh, after, when we continue our practice, then we will have to devote a lot of energy and time to correct and again adjust our motivation in the future. So the best is that from the outset, we start by developing a clear and pure motivation that the reason why we are taking the teachings and practicing the Dharma is because we want to tame our minds, purify from conflicting emotions and reach that state of peace whereby we can influence and benefit of all, all, all other beings. If from the beginning we set out 
this pure motivation then in the future we will not need to adjust our motivation again and again so much. If this, uh, even if we do not experience this naturally at this point, then it's something that we can cultivate and we can practice. There are many points regarding bodhicitta. There is the relative and absolute bodhicitta. Within the relative bodhicitta, there is the aspiration aspect and also the application. So there are many, many points that uh, we will not deal with them right now in so much detail. It is enough to know that what we are doing now, and we are taking the teachings or practicing, we are all, all of that we are doing it in order to purify our minds of the negative emotions and find uh, or pacify these uh, emotions in order for us to be able to benefit other beings. I think I can see whole teaching is, is on loving-kindness and compassion and first loving-kindness, and then compassion, then bodhicitta. So I think it's a very key point of Buddhist, in general, I think whatever you practice, you practice like Mahayana, Taravatan, Vajrayana, everything, whatever you practice, but the outcome is Buddha has Buddha three messages in his teaching. The first emphasize on the peace, how to be a peace, Second, compassion. And third, he spoke about mm, wisdom. So, this is the first thing that we have to do. Then, peace is the first thing that we to do. Peace is the first thing that we have to do. Uh, compassion or bodhicitta and wisdom are complete, then we can say that that teaching is fully the Buddha's teaching. If uh, there is emphasis on peace, but there is no mention or no cultivation of compassion or wisdom, or otherwise we may have uh, peace and a little bit and of compassion, but there is no wisdom, or only wisdom and devoid of the other two qualities, then that teaching would not be a complete teaching of the Buddha. ตินตาเอ่อจังเกิดเส้นตินตาเจ็บมันไม่ใช่ไม่กันเลยกันเลยช่วยหน่อยอยู่เลยเส้นที่ชูละมันดาลอกเป็นสิ่งที่สุดอ
in that way eliminating also attachment and clinging, whatever we cling to we offer at this point. At the same time by <coughs> offering mandala then we are also generating merit or uh, good action. So this offering of mandala is usually done before receiving the teachings. Actually, Tangbo, Yong Yong Sadao, Sanji Jam Dende, Nangamur Tongo Sangjene, Dunda Dumar to Honor Chumas Mores, Tejo and Pai Ongo Tongo and Jazini, Sajikol, Holodang, Dung Pural Tene, Tene, Chukor Koroches, and they depended on Tadang and Mandala, Tondan Tere, Nantondan Yingbo Tode, Tene, Lobo, Zimbatam, Jepa, Tayaches. Actually, this is based on the story of uh, Buddha when he was enlightened. He did not teach for seven weeks until uh, the gods uh, Brahma and Indra came and they offered a uh, golden uh, dharma wheel and also a conch shell. And with these offerings, they also pleaded Buddha to teach. So, somehow we are taking that as an example. And before asking for teachings, where or this this is somehow repeated by offering of mandala. But the main meaning of the offering of mandala is that we are in this way freed from attachment and grasping. In, in Tibetan tradition, we practice this mandala offering 100,000. So always this offering with the 100,000 offering sun and the moon and also four continents, whole universe. What you see, who you are, everything like giving, giving, giving. One day you feel like you are in, like a, you, you feel like you don't own the world. You don't think like you are clinking because it's constantly offering 100,000, one by one. So you feel like almost like you are in the guest house, staying in the guest house that, you know, there's a two mind happening when you stay in the guest house, in hotel. You own, but you don't own. So right now, what do you think? We own this world. We own your house. We own everything. But in fact, you don't own. The longest you own is about 80 years. Then you don't own also. Even the really reality of life, you don't own. But we cling. So here, what they're teaching is use everything with a detachment, or with a respectful. So this is a very important uh, element that, you know, because we wrong perception, we hold so much on that and also we hold on the knowledge, we trust on the everything, so everything has become very much like a me, I, so when you listen teaching also, oh, I understood like that before and everything needs to fit to my understanding, then I think he's a very good teacher and he speaks very good because he exactly what I thought and what he spoke exactly same. So things this retreat went very well because it proved my thing. And this kind of, you know, I think, uh, strong, uh, you know, we have a preconcept, and then that preconcept is holding very uptight, and we like to hear according to your preconcept. And that element also pushed to the teacher, and teacher also changed the shape that teacher also think, oh, I need to, I need to speak that according to what they want to hear. And the teacher's teaching become also polished. You want to hear also polished. And we're living in the polished world. Not really get into. Because if teacher really spoke honestly, you might don't want to hear. 
the audience. Because from the audience side, they want to hear what they would like to hear. And that some teacher knows, oh, if I talk like that, maybe that student will not like to hear that way. So you will change it that way. So there's somewhere that, you know, there's uh, no really uh, connecting completely and no really changing. So this point is, you know, from the student side that you're not clinging on your things, you because you don't own. So offering, offering, open, open, through that way, there's a very strong element. By offering this way, we generate merit. Because we're giving away everything, any object of attachment. You're not really giving, like uh, physically, then I think it's very difficult. But you're g- giving that mental holding up. So actually, we, we're owning, physically we don't own so much, but the mentally you're owning so much things holding in. So that is a block for the li- uh, listening teaching. After this, then we request the teacher to give the teaching. That again uh, is based on what happened with Buddha Shakyamuni. After being enlightened, then he had to be asked to teach. And only then he taught. And so far, Buddha's teaching is only that uh, someone asks and we give teaching. It's not like we're going forward to, like, oh, I'm going to give teaching, please come. In the whole history of Buddhism, there is no such a thing as going out and convert people by imposing the teachings on someone who is not asking. I mean, nowadays it's slightly different because we have to advertise and we have to put in the internet and all these things. I think the world is a little bit changing. But in a, it's supposed to be not too aggressive to teach. So it's trying to avoid the aggressiveness in the teaching, teacher to listen or whatever. So this tradition is still sort of remaining that you ask someone to teach and then you teach. But you're not really going, oh, come, come, come here. I think you need teaching. It looks like you're a little confused. So come, come here. I think it's very suitable. If I teach you, I think it might be very helpful to you. So like that kind of manipulating is not there. So you just explain teaching. Teacher needs to sit with himself or herself with a peaceful meditation, whatever. And then the best is from the teacher's radiation. And then you look at them, oh, so without spoken, you go there, you feel the energy. And you know, and you go on teaching. And then you ask teacher to teach. And then teacher is not, oh, yeah, this needs to be my student. Look at, oh, he look, oh, she look, oh, I think, okay, come, come here. I think you don't go. After this retreat, you come back, okay? You know, not that kind of uh, attitude also. So when you come, you give teaching. It doesn't come, don't so much like, a, what do you call, aggressively bringing. So this is, a, so we still kind of keep the tradition, more or less. So who knows, maybe one day I might disappear. Same thing, do. 
Ridicolo coraggioso, In this prayer, we are asking to give teachings according to individual capacities and thoughts of beings. But again, we have to clarify here that it does not mean that you are asking for the teachings that you wish to receive, uh, like that make you feel happy or whatever one may feel. It's, uh, the principle of the teachings should be intact, but then the teachings are given in accordance with the capacity of the person who is receiving them, so that uh, he or she may understand them and put them into practice. In that way, then, they are given according to the capacities, and it's not <coughs> depending on the wish or whatever anybody would like to hear. Do you understand? Yeah. Please, uh, when you understand, you can, you can show me some sign. <laughs> if you don't understand, you show me some sign also. And this is quite important because what you would like to hear, and that sensitivity is influenced the teacher. And some teacher knowledge is strong enough, and teacher convert, and teacher will teach what you want to hear. And this game will last very long. So then whole thing, the Buddha's teaching, will a little bit like a watered down, water like somebody. And then it's slightly, then it slightly connect with the psychologist, and the psychologist and this, uh, what do you call? Not really touching you to the root, just make you happy on the surface, and then you practice this year same, next year same. It's like uh, taking a sleeping pill. Whenever you are not okay, take one pill. Fine. When your mind little bit up and down, last night I could not sleep, so I need to meditate for five minutes. Then now I'm okay. So you take med- med- meditation like this kind of purpose, which is perfectly fine, no problem. But it is not really going into the root of the problem. It's not really taking out. So, let me tell you that. So, Kong Kong, the principal theory. The main point is that Dharma has its own principle, and according to that principle, then uh, uh, please teach the Dharma so that we may understand it according to our own capacity. Last page, I think, page.
At the end, then we distribute the merit that we have accumulated in order so to avoid owning that merit that we have generated and also becoming attached to it. So we distribute among all beings and dedicate it for their well-being and enlightenment and so forth. That is done with the prayer in page 8. The first two prayers, the one of the refuge and then the next one on Bodhicitta, we recite them two times in Tibetan and one time in English. The response is uh, one in Tibetan and one in English. So I think when you pray, I think right now it's a little difficult, so you have to hold the chant book. But when you have something to put down there with the two, two arms, this, this represents is a lotus, lotus flower, the palm here, and also represents your heart is form of lotus opening. So that means you are, when you pray of uh, taking refuge from Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, or generating loving kindness, compassion, that means my heart is opening. Okay? It's like a handshake. The real meaning of handshake is in my hand there's no gun. They say no gun, because all days people carry gun, cowboy style. So, you know, who knows? When you become friend, oh, hello, how are you? Then you handshake. That means in my hand there's no gun. So that kind of, this is a little bit like that. Opening the heart. Instead of no gun, even better. I think. A little bit like that. It represents your heart is opening. Thank you. 
pleasure of great completion you know, to realize self-arising Rupa Dharmakaya. The word Zopa Temple means that the whole of phenomena without exception is completely included. Both samsara and nirvana, everything is completely included in uh, in uh, Zopa Temple. And Zop stands Zopa Temple. So the first Zopa means that the whole of phenomena of both of samsara and nirvana without exception are totally included within that state of Zopa Temple. And Temple means great, literally, but it means that and there is not even one phenomena that is beyond this uh, state of uh, the nature of things of Zopa Temple. It is said that once you know um, this nature, Zopa Temple, then you know the whole of phenomena and also the level of absolute reality. What I just uh, said is about the word, this is the definition of that term, Zopa Temple, that's all I said. So I think this morning I will give you a tour guide of the teaching for intellectual map. So it's very important to have a map properly. Otherwise, when you meditate, 
then you don't know where you're going. And you went into the road, but you don't know where to go. You're in the car, your engine starts, you drive, but you don't know where you're going. But you're going on the road, but which road you're taking, which road is going into town, which road is going out, but you're going. Going, 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 but you don't know where you're reaching. So it's kind of a not so good way of practicing. You must have a, a clear plan. So it's like a, when you meditate one day, you're meditating. I think I'm, I'm sure you like to immediately meditate because people like, don't like to study so much. But here I'm not really giving you a study, but it's a simple map also. And uh, without this intellectual understanding, sometimes you meditate, you still you have a doubt. Oh, what is this? How it come? And there's no answer. So because of this simple doubt, you bring down also. You, you, you might uh, walk away from meditation cushion. So you have to have a, some, some chocolate to give to the, your intellectual. You know, when your intellect asks some question, why this state? If I'm in a shamatha or if I'm in a stupid meditation and you're immediately one chocolate bring yes, eat this. So your conceptual wonder, chewing chocolate, at that time you can meditate. Because there's a lot of wondering will happen if you don't have a clear answer. So a lot of many areas you might block. But if you practice stupid meditation, there's nothing to progress and nothing to loss. So it's just very simple actually. But the real Buddha's teaching has a lot of understanding. So there's a lot of things you you have to uh, some some details. But you just like uh, only whole your life is thinking about to. Just uh, make some kind of peace, and you like to sink, sinking into the deep relaxation, like this kind of hours, hours. There's nothing to. You're driving in the like a what do you call? An open land, circling. There's nothing to. It's like a desert. You're driving, driving, there's no way to reach it, circling, circling, circling. It's kind of nice way of driving, but you will not reach any place. Even you drive for 10 hours circling, there's no direction. It is important to know, uh, in our minds, or in our conceptual mind even, where we are standing, where we are going, what direction we are taking. Because we don't have these uh, reference points, then um, study and uh, the study and practice cannot really lead us anywhere. In order to understand this teaching of Zopachempo, then there are three aspects. One is the person as a Zopa The other one is the teachings themselves as Zopa And the third one is the nature Zopa Chempo. The person Zopa Chempo is uh, what um, qualities or what are the qualifications for that person to be a suitable vessel to receive the teachings of the Zopa Chempo. Uh, 
system down, Rojan Korang, the top down, Mengada, Dangwati, Timashi, Shishabaisena, Nelso Washimbo, Nelso Washimbo, Totu Yamaratin, Shokorang, Nelso Washimbo, Kosa Yores. The teachings also must be the teachings of Zokpa Chempo, or that is the method of Zokpa Chempo itself, because if you want to realize the nature of Zokpa Chempo, and you are given teachings, or other teachings apart from Zokpachempo, then you will not realize nature of Zokpachempo. So the teachings have to be the teachings of Zokpachempo itself. Nelu Zokpachempo saying that And nature of Zokpachempo is the, uh, our innate Buddhahood. That means to say our innate capacity for becoming enlightened, of being Buddha. The main objective then is the realization of the nature of Pachembo, that potential for enlightenment. And um, for that, then we apply the teachings of Pachembo, the whole system of instructions and teachings. And uh, the person who is applying these teachings in order to realize nature of Pachempo also must have the right qualifications or conditions. Otherwise, that person would not um, come to that realization. Hmm. For example, nature of Chempo would be like a grain of rice. The grain of rice within it has its own potential or capacity of becoming a whole plant of rice and then yield also rice. Uh, that means to say the seed is the seed of making the plant of rice is included already as a capacity or potential within the grain of rice. So, in the same way, in order to be Buddhas, then we also have this potential or capacity in our basic natural state, which is the Buddha nature. If we did not have this Buddha nature of the capacity or potential for enlightenment, then there would be no meaning in practicing the Dharma. So, but it is said that we do have this potential, which is the Buddha nature. So, in order to, if, if we study the, the teachings of the system of Zopachempo and apply the instructions on practice, then we will be able to realize that innate capacity of Buddhahood. In order for a person to be the suitable practitioner of the teachings of Zokpachempo, so he or she must possess four qualities. Needs perseverance. Faith. Compassion and uh, intelligence. If these four qualities are present in a person, then that person 
would be would easily realize natures of Pachimp as soon as uh, he or she receives the teachings. But if they are not complete in 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 the practitioner then they can be also cultivated and developed. It is said that it's not possible uh, for a person to lack completely four of them. There's always one of these qualities which are predominant. So a person may have may have a faith and confidence or trust, and uh, through that then then that person can develop the other qualities. Or maybe if the person is very intelligent, and through intelligence and knowledge, then the other qualities may also be cultivated. And the same happens with uh, compassion and perseverance. <laughs> So the best is if one has these four qualities naturally, but if it's not the case, then they cannot be developed because there are so many methods taught in the Vajrayana, the methods for developing and cultivating any of these qualities. I will not explain them all, but uh, you will all know about them. You can, you can, you can uh, find out about them. For instance, intelligence and knowledge, if you lack that quality, then you can cultivate it by studying, by learning, and also by the method of the Vajrayana, which would be practice of Manjushri. Manjushi is a Buddha, is a deity of wisdom, and then if you practice by reciting the mantra and doing the whole sadhana, the whole visualization and technique related to that deity or to Manjushri, then you develop wisdom, develop uh, intelligence. Uh, in Tibet, some people were extremely knowledgeable. Some of them, because of their natural qualities, they would become extremely knowledge, knowledgeable and learned. But some others, because of doing this type of practice, then at some point they also would become uh, very, uh, very important scholars. <laughs> Now, as to the teachings of Dokpa Chempo, it is said that in this uh, world, in, the, in this universe, there are um, 6,400,000 tantras of Dokchen, that means to say teachings of Dokchen that have been given. It does not mean that all these teachings have been given in the human world. 
it is said that these are, have been taught in the universe. In our world, in this human world, we have 17 of these uh, 6,400,000 tantras that have been taught. That is a This is the root, the, the origin of the teachings of Dzogchen, and uh, it's not just history, you can trace it back by teachers, one teacher from the disciple, teacher, teacher, disciple, all the way up to the origin of the teachings of Buddha, and these teachings are alive, they have been taught in this world. So one thing, good thing about Dzogchen teaching is we can go back to the, the original teacher and he has what kind of teacher, uh, when he, how many students, how many students become a rainbow body, enlightened, what, what, uh, what do you call, century, you know, all these things we can sort of, uh, yeah, do have, we can go back very clearly your race, Kangatindu Kangatindu your race. It's, uh, all this, uh, all this information is very clearly stated. I think in all, yeah, you see, and then two language, Kangati, should be said to dedicate to it. And maybe learn a bit, learn a bit about the day or this. And particularly in Tibet, because the language, the Tibetan language, was created for the Dharma, for the study and practice of the Dharma. So everything can be found in the Tibetan text. Uh, it is uh, these teachings were uh, they they came from India and they were translated by Tibetan and Indian scholars into the Tibetan language. It is said that the the largest translations of the Buddha's teachings were the translations of the teachings into Tibetan. So if you really want to study this then everything is there, all the teachings, all the texts, they have all been translated, the 17 tantras of Dzogchen are still there, they can be found, so the tantras are there, the teachings also, the oral instructions are there, and also the oral transmission coming from the teacher up to this day is still alive, so all the qualities or conditions for the teachings are complete. <laughs> ลงตังเมงาละเตนิจุกิตะนตอกปะชิโกเรสินลงเอ่อเตนิเมงาละโยเรสเตลงตังจุกิตะโตรชานิลงตังเมงาญิละทัลละเตนิเตนิเอ่
of different teachers that clarify them, that is the direct instructions of practice and also the oral transmission that is still alive. And all this, like for instance, based on the 17 tantras, then you find the teachings of uh, Longchen Ranjampa, Longchenpa, like the seven treasures of Longchenpa. Also you find the Yeshe Lama from Ejigme Lingpa. And also regarding the view, then there's the three statements of Garam Donje. And in that way, there are many teachings that clarify the 17 tantras. So if one cannot really comprehend the tantras themselves, still one can find all the different explanations and instructions that lead to these tantras by these great teachers. This retreat will be explained based on this kind of uh, instructions and teachings that come from the teachers of the past. Now, nature of Pachempo is our Buddha nature, which is that our uh, potential for enlightenment, our capacity to become Buddhas. And that is our nature. It's not something that was made or created by Buddha. It was not made up by anybody. It is the true nature of everything. As long as there is a mind, then that nature of the mind is Buddha nature, is Buddha. As the, uh, in the same way as the nature of fire is heat, and the nature of uh, water is wetness, the nature of a mind, of any mind that can cognize, that mind in nature is Buddha. So that is nature of the We Buddhists give the name of Buddha, but actually not necessarily give the name of Buddha also. Buddha saying the in Buddhism we use the word Buddha, which is a Sanskrit term that means awakened. So it could also be called the pure nature of the mind. It's just that we have the terminology in Buddhism, but it's not that Buddhists own that state. There's no copyright for so far. I think soon people are talking about they like to make copyright. <laughs> so so far not happened. But I don't think so. I'm against with that. I don't think so. We Buddhists own that Buddha nature. Do you think so? One big company would like to buy. <laughs> the stock market is quite high on that. ตะกะนางชิมาตะนี่ตะกะนางซุละนี่เดวะชิกวินิงบุยอเรยอมาเรสโซทะติลอกซุนชิกวยเรตะนางเกซุนนางนิชิกวยเรตะนางเกบุด
So do we have this Buddha nature uh, as an innate quality or not? Do we have Buddha nature or not? Do we have to become convinced of that, that we have that Buddha nature? So in order for that to happen, we study, we study the teachings of Dzogchen, because if we don't uh, become convinced of that, and we do not have uh, that um, belief or that uh, uh, conviction that we have that Buddha nature then, uh, we, do, we can do any other type of uh, tradition, spiritual tradition. Maybe we, we can practice Hinduism or Christianity. It would, not, uh, it would be the same. But if we really want to uh, confirm whether we have this Buddha nature or not, then there are the teachings of Dzogchen. The teachings of Dzogchen are a means that will lead us to the realization of that Buddha nature, which is the nature Zokachempo. Zokchen and Zokachempo is the same word. And uh, so in order for that, the teachings of Zokachempo are laid out in what is called the ground, the path and fruition. Okay, next subject. So coming close to the reality now. So, you have any questions of what you've heard up to now? Oh, is it clear? Whatever I said until now is clear? What is the difference between nature Zokpachempo and uh, Zokpachempo teachings? How you make connection, these two? Why we need teaching Zokpachempo if we have a natural Zokpachempo? What's the point that we need to study or need to practice on the teaching? Or method Zokpachempo, because we already have the natural Zokpachempo within us. So what is the connection between the teachings? No problem, and you can talk to me, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Huh? So, okay, very good. So, teaching la, kazi yore, teaching la, mi yore la, uh, lungi chodan, tobi chodes. Then, in the other day, strategy as a lungi chodes, tobi chodes. Yeah, that's, that's fine. But then I also mentioned that there are two types of teachings, the, the Dharma of teachings and the Dharma of realization. So, which of these two would apply in order to discover that Buddha nature? So, in short, what the uh, teachings of the Zogpa Chempo is, is, uh, is a method, right? Zogpa Chempo teachings are a method, right? Method for what? Method to discover the Buddha nature, which is ground Zogpa Chempo. So, if we don't have a ground Zogpa Chempo, the method is useless. So, for example, the scientist, what do you call the expedition? Expedition? The 
like uh, in the natural geography you know the, some scientists go to dig the uh, what do you call the mummy the dead body dead body okay archaeology the dead body the whole crew of archaeology is like uh, us like a uh, like a uh, presence of a temple so you have to be archaeology in order to otherwise if you are lawyer i think you don't know how to do it so you have to be archaeologist person then to go with hold the equipment of the mind and go for the land there's a dead body so if you go there there's no dead body it's useless but this dead body is not met by the archaeologist is there by in the in the earth what their job is to discover that's it but the whole path whole system whole everything mission all these thing is the teaching of the symbol they wear roll with glass what do you call this hook and then polish check picture all this whole crew whole method is the teaching of the symbol the whole purpose of teaching of the symbol is to find this dead body which kind of stupid but <laughs> you know maybe make money make so big deal about that so to discover buddha nature maybe not make money so all the big companies not advertising all the scientists is not really keen because it's beyond the world beyond the production so it's kind of you cannot sell that <laughs> maybe we have a very good teacher to teach buddha nature within one day everybody realize in latin i'm sure the big company will buy the teacher put investment on that but so far because this part to take some time you know there's no immediate miracle yet you have to practice you have to clean take time you know the archaeology also take time take one step photo and then need to make everything how you discover take time it's not easy job not easy job for enlightened also so so far unfortunately we don't have so big company will invest us to discover the enlightened we have to do our own way so person of what temple uh teaching the what temple and grounds of what temple okay you understand now clearly so the teaching the karchegorsman did discover chegore inandi teaching zo hawa mare te kono karyoba to mare so the teachings are meant to discover the ground the nature of pachempo but the teachings have not made or do not make the grounds of pachempo they just discover what is already there make sure teaching the sosaya gomjaya chanchya kangage sang inlari me zogure esan zogyo marsan in my light ki menla kap denge dirt yorwa ते थाला ते तिफा मेमे बारे मा तो एनलाइनमेंट जो शावत ने मारे सही रे सो द प्रैक्टिस व्हिच इज यू नो जनरेटिंग मेरिट एंड चैंटिंग एंड डूइंग प्रैक्टिस ऑफ मेडिटेशन एंड सो फॉर्थ इज नॉट मेंट फॉर देम टू प्रोड्यूस द रिजल्ट्स ऑफ द जोक पचेंपो व्हाट दे आर डूइंग इज टू क्लेंस व्हाटएवर इज कवरिंग द जोक चेन दिस नेचर ऑफ पचेंपो और द ग्राउंड सो बाय प्रैक्टिसिंग वी जस्ट टेकिंग अवे द वेल दैट कवर्स what is already there which is the nature so pachimpo ta te ha gor che wala kan ta di te ya mera kha nga te ta di rimba so ko yore 
But in order to know and to discover that grounds of Pachempo, because of the nature of that grounds of Pachempo, that it cannot be shown, it cannot be seen so easily, then we need some different uh, system. If it's something... If it were something that could be seen, that would be very easy. This is the ground, we would see by eyes, no. But you can see by mind. But in order to see the by mind, you have to have a correct system. Because it's not something that can be shown, then we need a different system, which is a mind system, and then through the mind, and through the mind, we can arrive and discover that the nature of the tempo. So that system, as whereby the mind reaches the knowledge of the Pachempo is laid out in terms of ground, path and fruition. These are actually like uh, basic words that are laying out the whole system, so it would be good that you you try to remember them. Ground, path and fruition, they include many meanings, but they are the basic words that we will use. When, when I teach the map, it's uh, okay to uh, <coughs> cling on the word, no problem. There's a time that you have to let it go, the clinging on, understanding also. The point maybe tomorrow or next day might happen. So the, at that point, in order to anything you hold in the mind, also need to let it go. Because tiny bit of holding on the method, it could be obscure for the Buddha nature. But now it's okay, you can cling. Cling here, crown, path, fruition, and you know, you can cling, no problem. It's just, and also like, oh, what is the Buddha nature? Do I have a Buddha nature? Do I don't have a Buddha nature? It makes sense or not make sense? So, you have to think. The more you think, the better. At this point. So the thinking time, please think. What do you think? Do we have a Buddha nature or not? Yeah. Yeah? Thank you. <laughs> Good news. What about you? How do you know you have Buddha nature? You, longing. You've been there? Because there is a longing to recover the illusion. So delusion is not your nature. <coughs> Why you need the longing? So you are not happy, you are not satisfied by delusion? Is delusion is removable? Is there a such thing as delusion? So we have to think, we have to know. Why we need to apply Dharma? Maybe no need. Maybe we, what we are is okay. Maybe we don't really apply anything. Maybe this is the nature. There's no nature beyond that. So it's a charcoal, charcoal, black charcoal. It's a black. How much you wash is still black. How much you wash by many different types of chemicals, it still can be black. Because its nature is black. Is our Buddha nature, our human nature, as like a charcoal? 
or not. The anger, attachment, jealousy, proud, confusion, hope and fear is our nature. Or we are different nature than that. Hmm? Yes? Buddha, that this attachment, anger, all this our nature. So it can be removed, can be purified, can be liberated. How do you know? What 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 condition you have that can be removed? So this is the only uh, condition experience. What kind of experience you have? So sometimes this so you found the Buddha nature. Sometimes, really? sometimes we have anger also. That cannot prove like if you sometimes go through. เป็นเอ่อเนี่ยมันไม่ไม่ไปจังบ่ากับกระโดดอยู่หรอดิจังบ่ากี้เดี๋ยวเราจะมีนิมวยอยู่ในสังขารที่ลับตัวเลยเข
So you think that although there is a Buddha nature, but to thinking about Buddha nature is obscure the Buddha nature? So that means Buddha nature is beyond the conceptual mind? Yeah? So how do we get there? Anything is concept. So how do you go get out of the conceptual mind? I think it seems like that is the problem. Because anything you say is a duality. Anything you think about that is also dualistic. So I think Buddha nature is like a non-dualistic, non-dualistic state. So we are in the dualistic state. So in this dualistic mind, we think about non-dualistic thing is also a problem. So, is there any way we can go there without using dualistic mind? Is any possible to achieve, to discover the Buddha nature without tools of uh, dualistic mind, subject and object? Yeah. Because there are what are called the meditative experiences, the temporary experiences, and also there is actual realization. Sometimes they are mixed, so it's difficult to discern, you know, to make a clear differentiation at this point whether it is one or the other. There's a meditative mood, meditation mood or spiritual mood, so or there's a spiritual realization. So. I think we need some time to see how. You look like it's very good, very great. But uh, we, I need to know, because I don't have this to read your mind. So I have to, because I'm the third class teacher. Not the first one, transmission, mind to mind. Not the second one. Within the third class, the third class also. There's a third class in... <laughs> The third class, the three levels. I'm the last one. Sign <laughs> so the top, listen, and then check. Then you listen my teaching. Then maybe we can come up with something like that. I have to use all the five senses to understand you. So, ตัวเราจะหาโกโกนะยี่เซงเดตนี่ยันเดนซุมยอเซกอเรสเอ่อเนลุโซกชิมบะตาชุโซกชิมบะดิลตังเซชุโซกชิมบะเซกอเรสช
method you will not discover. So what you need to discover is, is the beyond the, the system of the dualistic fixation. So I'm still giving you a map. So this Buddha nature or the ground or nature of the Sopachempo is said to have three qualities. Here is the same thing we are using. Terminology some grounds of Sopachempo, Buddha nature, Nelo Sopachempo. As you see, we are using three words, three terms for the same thing. We are using grounds of Sopachempo, nature of Sopachempo, or Buddha nature. They are equivalent. So they have uh, three qualities. Uh, this grounds of Pachempo has uh, three qualities: this empty essence, natural clarity, and uh, unobstructed, compassionate energy. Empty essence means that uh, that the essence of that state of that Buddha nature is neither permanent or uh, nothingness. It's neither any of these two extremes. Like what happened with one of the questions there in the back when I asked if it was permanent, and you said it was not permanent, and it's also Because you don't like to use the word of permanent? You, uh, and you don't like it? You could not say that it was permanent, and at the same time, you could not say that it was nothingness, something that did not exist in any way at all. So, the Buddha nature is beyond these two extremes of uh, existence and non-existence, or permanence, or eternalism and nihilism. At the beginning it's not born, then it does not uh, abide, finally it does not cease. There is no time for birth, it doesn't have a time for remaining and also doesn't have a time for cessation. It's beyond the three times. If it were permanent, then there would be no room for change. And if it were nothingness, then it would not exist. Nothing could exist at all. Because you cannot be exist here. I cannot be exist here. Nothing can happen. Because emptiness actually is the nature of all things. Not only of the, the, the nature or the essence of mind, but it is also the essence of all phenomena. Also inanimate things. The essence of inanimate things is emptiness. There is no such thing as two emptiness. The emptiness of mind and the emptiness of things is one emptiness. That is the basic essence of the whole of phenomena. And 
When it is said that Buddha nature has three qualities, we don't have to think that each quality is, uh, that these are mutually mutually exclusive, that one excludes the other, that we are saying that emptiness is one quality of the mind, or of uh, of this nature of Pachempo, and clarity is something separate, that there is a barrier between empty essence and natural clarity. Within empty essence, then, that nature of empty essence is clarity or cognizance, and the nature or essence of cognizance is emptiness. That means to say that although we are uh, talking about these three qualities one by one, they should not be understood as being mutual, mutually exclusive, ex- well, that they exclude each other. Like, uh, otherwise it would be very difficult. If we had three teachers that would tell us at the same time, simultaneously, empty essence, natural clarity, and unobstructedness, it would be very difficult for us to understand. That's why we go one by one. But it, it does not mean that there are three distinct different things altogether. So, you will feel a little bit difficult to understand here, because you are or teaching also, your understanding is going between concept and non-concept. So here, talking about non-concept, but understanding is concept. So your concept is difficult to understand non-conceptual reality. So this was something... Uh, oh. Yeah, makes sense. It's because your conceptual is calculating. So when your concept is calculating, it goes beyond the calculation. So that you cannot get confirmed from the conceptual mind about non-conceptual things. You're asking wrong person. You're asking wrong person to ask the question, and you will get, of course, wrong answer all the time. So, although you don't understand, don't worry. Keep going. So, maybe tomorrow or next day, so there's some kind of pointing out instruction that you go into the non-conceptual mind. We hope so. So how to go beyond concept to non-conceptual knowing. There's a knowing, but knowing without concept. The whole problem here is the concept is blocking the non-conceptual things. So although we think we like to know the non-conceptual state, it's true concept. So the whole, all the time is understanding the, the knowledge is the finally the knowledge is blocking the beyond knowledge. Our normal knowledge, subject and object knowledge. So right now we are giving a subject and object kind of knowledge to understand the beyond concept. That's why I call still is mad. Not the reality. Not the is a is a teaching uh, kind of uh, at this point, we are at the level of uh, 
teaching dharma, not realization dharma. So teaching dharma about realization dharma. When you realize dharma, teaching dharma is concept. So that's why Buddha never taught about the teaching dharma. Because teaching dharma, no, realization dharma. The realization dharma is your discover, not the giving. I give you a simple method, um, uh, example between this concept and non-concept. So here, this is my hand. So you know, I cannot open this hand. It's sort of stuck. For example, anytime I give example, don't take so serious. I'm scared of your face when I say example. <laughs> the example gives. Every person has meaning, but you know, then you have to understand. You have to find out all the meaning in the example, then you're caught by example. Okay? So you thought, oh, I cannot open my finger. You thought maybe it's thick. I can open, but you know, example. So, thank you for your sympathy. So, so, for example, I cannot open this finger, so what I need to do? I need to open this finger, but you have to ask refuge from my right finger. Help. So this right finger comes very happily. Open. Is open or not open? Hmm? Open, not open. Open or not open? <laughs> Something is open, something not open. So it's open and not open both. So what is the problem here? If you want to really open, what is the problem? Hmm? Huh? Right hand. If you want to really open, you have to drop this, no? But why you why you why you didn't drop from the beginning? Why we use this? But we need to open. But now you open, what about the problem? Problem this. So it's like that. So anything we use, technique, concept, it's become another concept. It's trying to understand something is another problem. But how to drop this now? So the, this becomes the problem. So when you open, Wow, great. Open sticks there. But it's open. But it's not open. This is the block. So the whole Russian teaching trying to teach you how to go beyond the method, how to go beyond the meditation, how to go beyond the seer and seeing an object. The finest realization sort of. So we we can talk more about that. But still, I'd like to, you to understand more on the map. I forgot my point. I caught by example. So, Tongwanyi, okay. So, it's difficult for me also. And difficult for you also, because 
Actually, the thing is, I cannot express, and I'm trying to express to you, to you. And you also difficult, which is you cannot discover through the thinking mind, but you trying. But we need this struggle. I also dedicate that. You know, sometimes I feel very fed up about teaching. Especially, you know, the, if you show a very sour face. Not joking. <laughs> I mean, you are basically okay. You're <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about your concept. It's not you, okay? In general, so you do, basically you don't need to blame yourself. It's that confusion trying to cling on that, which is not you. It's just confused happening. So, Spongebob is saying that he is young. Because we have this problem, we have a black and white mind. You know, black and white mind, either black and white. There's no third thing. So, talking about emptiness is the third phenomena. We think yes or no. It cannot be yes, no, both there. There's a third phenomena. Tongbani is saying that yoba da meva nigale deva yoba thale tholwa meva thale tholwa ke chuji yor. Jo tongbani is yor. This type of phenomenon like uh, emptiness is something that is neither existing nor non-existing. It's beyond existence and non-existence both. It is the middle path. And uh, but our minds do not function that way. It's either existing or not existing. There's a conceptual mind. That's a conceptual mind. So Buddha particularly taught his teaching, particularly were focused on this middle path, which is beyond existence and non-existence. That is what is called uh, transcendent knowledge, uh, the pragna paramita. Transcendent knowledge, transcendent knowledge, uh, transcendent knowledge means that you are not grasping the knowledge of uh, under, that un, that knowledge that understands is not grasped that it's you transcend knowledge by releasing also the clinging to that knowledge. We we'll talk more about that also. The experience part we will talk. This is the map. So if you don't understand, you should not fear. That's why I need four hours teaching to give you the full, full, <coughs> full course <coughs> for seven days, six days. So three, three days I don't count as a full retreat because not enough digest whole thing. Eat but not digest diarrhea. <laughs> so food waste. So I, I needed this full, like, uh, what do you call six to seven days, and slowly eat and digest also through the meditation practice and sleep and whole environment, I think is very important. So, the 
it's difficult to find an example that could illustrate fully emptiness because whatever example we take is either existing or non-existing. The third phenomenon is We can't find this type of uh, this third phenomena type. But the close is. I will give you examples, very close, but no exact. Okay. So, where you like to go? Can you choose one country? Huh? India. India. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, you go to New Delhi. There's an India Gate. So you go in India Gate. Then you have a very good container, very solid, like a iron, indestructible kind of container. And you open in the India Gate, under the India Gate, and the Parliament nearby there. Open, and then you close. Also, indestructible, a kind of very solid iron close. Now you have in this box, there's a India space inside the box. Yeah, of course, no. When you open the thing, there's a space there. So you close very up, tight, wrap, and then you're so happy that you have an India space, which I'm not happy, but. You might happy, <laughs> but I'm not talking about India pollution. <laughs> I'm not talking about India air. Okay, just open space. I'm talking about inside that box. So you're so happy, and you immediately you hide one taxi, and you run to the Indira Gandhi Airport, which is the international airport. So. And you flew into the air, air, like a British air. You come to here, so happy with that space. Do you ha- you have a space still in there, or not? Or you have a space inside in this space? You still with that container, but you you put here and you opened. Soon as the open the container container. India went back to India, <laughs> and a guy house went in. <laughs> or while you're coming, it keeps changing the space. Or you never have space. Or what, what, how how you explain this? Or can you bring space? Or there's no space? Or there's two different space: India space and guy house space. Hmm. Please explain that. <laughs> How to bring space here? Hmm? So why you fly so far away? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you stay wherever you stay in the same place? Did you come? Where you come from? Why you come here? It's a different space. I was space in the space is different. It's very far. It's a distance in space. How can it be same space? 
เป็นนี้ครับนี่ไอ้ไอ้สิ่งอะไรคำพิสูจน์เหี้ยสุดเอ็กซ์ลีเดสเปซอ่ะเนาะเอ๊ะเนาะไม่ไม่พูดถึงสเปซ before the big bang space not after big bang after big bang space is still growing there is a space to grow that space i'm talking if there is no space to grow how can can grow before there is no space before the big bang how can big bang can bang there is no space to bang I'm not talking about this molecule, this wave, light space, this curved space. I'm not talking about this space. I'm talking about space can go more. Still, science is still space is growing, which is true also. It's a different space. But I'm my space is beyond that can grow. Otherwise, how can go? So I I I say everything is creation by mind, includes space. Really? So there's no independent thing other than your mind. Can can you create the London Bridge? Is creation creation about your mind? So the space is your space is your conventional mind. Is not the reality into it. So why are you answering that? <laughs> hmm? <laughs> yeah. So, so there's a two, the boundless and you, limitless and limit, and limit. What is the limit? Our concept, our concept of the wall. I'm not talking about wall. Of course, the wall is different. Yeah, t i s a wall in the wall? Is it space or no? Yeah, no. So, big problem. So, so the in the space any distance. I'm, I'm always confused in, in this. Everything makes little bit of sense, but you know, in the space is it distant or not distant? Yeah. 
no distance, then how can be India so far away? How can you say India space is the same like here? Because there's a distance. There's a coming and going. Up and down must be also. So, okay, don't worry. Don't think so hard. Because it's beyond thinking. ตัวมันยังสังเกตได้ชื่อเยอะแต่ตอนนี้เป๊ะกันเข้าใจตัวเยอะเลยเยอะมากเลยคันนี้น่ะต้องมาชิลเลยนะน้องเราเยอะนะ
That is about the, the empty essence. Now, the nature is cognizant. It's clarity or cognizant. We say it's a clear nature. Uh, what that clear nature is pointing at is that the Buddha nature has that cognizant um, quality. It can cognize, can know. Space cannot cognize. This outer space that we talk about cannot cognize at all. It doesn't, it's not conscious. It cannot think. It cannot cognize. It's outer space, right? But this uh, Buddha nature does have that cognizant quality and uh, it cannot be separated from that empty essence. Empty essence and cognizant quality are totally indivisible. So that is the indivisibility of clarity and emptiness, which is the function of the Buddha nature. Although that is the actual function of the Buddha nature at the absolute level, we do not understand it as such because of delusion. Then the way it appears to us is different than that indivisible unity. So we, for us, it functions separately between emptiness and the clarity. So the clarity is not functioning unity with the emptiness, it functions separately for our mind, then it becomes mind, concept, conceptual mind. This knowing our mind consciousness is thinking me and other, yesterday and today. So there is a division between subject and object. So there's become a concept. But actually this knowing mind is if this knowing the cognition, the clarity, our mind, I'm not talking about the Buddha nature. Buddha nature and our mind is like that. Back is actually touching each other. Because the both is cognized. The difference is one cognized without emptiness, one is cognized with emptiness. So the, the Buddha nature cognized with the emptiness unitily, and the mind cognized with the separately and dualistic with ego. So then it becomes frozen. So our mind, and then, then it becomes frozen. Then frozen from that way, it becomes the path of, of the 
Then he lamps <laughs> our lamp. Then he turbas and the jar. Then, because they function separate, emptiness and cognizance, then we talk of a path. And the path is a path that uh, where confusion is operating. I'm not talking about teaching the path. I'm talking about the. Okay, maybe I'll give you this example. Hello? That's why I need your eyes again. Because five cents. I need all of your five cents. Because I'm a third class of third class teaching. So, for example, this is the Buddha nature as a ground. That's why. Actually, it's the Buddha nature. But in the terminology, in the teaching of Dzogchen, they make brown, no, ground, path, and fruition. So, this is a ground, and this obscure, in the ground nature, there is the three quality. So, it's like a It's, okay, I will give you. Too exciting, exciting sometimes. <laughs> Too exciting blocks my speech. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> so, this is the Buddha nature, ground, and the covered by path, the path of creation. This obscuration. It will not come from somewhere else. It's come from based on misunderstanding of Buddha nature. It's like a, you wear a glass, your own, what do you call? Breath. Huh? Breath and cover your glass. It's coming from you, it's not coming from somewhere else. But if you, then it's okay. But if you're too close, and something on the plastic, then all become cover. But actually, this is from your own langba. Hmm. So, at the beginning, the natural clarity, it little bit misunderstand that there's something in and out. In, in instead of natural clarity, knows its emptiness, its middle part, like openness. But if slightly clink there, then it slowly, slowly mind. And through the mind, then time happens. And, and then subject and object, then whole, like a conventional world, start to happen. Do you understand? So this is the whole confusion of our path. So, what we are doing right now is to take out this clothes based on the teaching of Dzogchen. In the teaching of Dzogchen, particularly we teach view, meditation, and conduct. So the view is trying to understand one piece of ground here. When you understand the beyond concept view, so it's just whoop, understanding one piece of this cuff. <coughs> but again we have a pattern. We have a karmic, so come back, slowly, 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 slowly. One day, full cup reveals. Then at that time, it calls fruition. Actually, fruition is same like ground. Same meaning. So the language goes, when it covered by the confusion, then the three languages happen. 
ground, path, fruition. But when you take out this gone, there's no language, there's no different from view, which you understand teeth, and the ground and fruition are same. But only as different is this cover. So this cover is not this basic. It's just temporarily obscuration of ignorance. That's why we, we cling. So we take out that. So whole teaching is removing this, not the making this. You cannot make Buddha nature. If you make Buddha nature, then Buddha nature becomes production. That company's job. So our Buddhist company will not make Buddha nature. It just cover, make understanding what is that. So this is 84,000 of emotions. So each thing you know, oh, click, click, because it's produced by ignorance. So we need to have a no understanding, knowledge, uh, conceptual knowledge, and non-conceptual knowledge too. Reveals that understanding. That is gone. Because the solid thing it is misunderstood. So we understood correctly, so all emotion can be purified. And that's why we need to talk, listen, meditate, all things to come. So still time exists, so I have to stop here. So, please practice meditation with a happy mind. And you can reflect what I talk, especially on this space, very interesting. In this space. When you, when you do meditation, you can meditate, or you can think about meditation also, it's okay. Sit here and reflect about the teaching. Also, sit, come here, uh, what you talk, how you begin, why it makes sense. In the mind you can think about math. Sometimes it's very useful. That way, sometimes it will, maybe about 60-70% of a misunderstanding can clear by because some un- some obscuration is conceptual obscuration. So intellectually you can un untight, undo the tighten, you know, un release. Some only experience meditation. Those who are happily formed in the mind, we have to have a meditation to release the knot. Some just merely misunderstanding in the mind. So you can think about, you can what do you call study. Reflect, you can. Because I always say there's two kind of uh, thing that you can be. One is like a habit, strong habit, and addict. That, by conceptual understanding, cannot be purified. You have to have some other thing. But something misunderstanding. For example, long time ago, I thought rice is very good. I don't have a habit to eat rice actually. But, of course, all, all Nepali people eat rice, so I also eat rice. But it's not necessarily I addicted by rice. But I didn't know rice is not so good for my belly. You know, because it keeps coming up. 
So one day someone told me, oh, rice has a sugar, rice has that, rice has that. And someone introduced me, now I eat less rice. It's simple that I didn't know. Then someone told me, I know. Then you can cut that, that thing out. But something in your mind, in, in, you know, like it's become a habit of you, like a smoking and drinking and, you know. So that is, oh, smoke is very bad, you should not drink, you should not smoke, or whatever, how many you told you, I think the smokers knows more than you, the bad effect of the smoking. But they still keep going. It's because of the habit or attack. That is, knowledge will not help you. That has helped something purify the basic habit through meditation or through whatever stone method you need. Only, oh, smoke is not so good. Then you can let it go, cannot let it go. But there's a lot of things we are making mistakes. It's mainly we don't know. So you know, then it's gone. But many of this, even we know, still we are doing something. That's why we need to listen to teaching, reflect teaching, and meditate. It has to be happening three things. Then Buddha teaching can be fully utilized yourself. Otherwise, only knowledge, oh yeah, oh yeah, never practice, nothing happens. Or just simply practice without knowing so many things, also nothing happens. Going into the dark, walking, 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 keep coming back. And the devotee, when you want to do it, you show us. Now, let us dedicate the merit of having received the teachings and explained the teachings uh, so that all beings may realize their innate Buddha nature. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.